On today's first round KO, I'm still very sick, so I apologize for my voice. But uh, we, me and Connor talk about the Brewers winning the NL Central, the Dodgers winning the NL West, uh, the wild card game coming up between the Cubs and the Rockies, uh, Monday Night Football, Chiefs-Broncos, or Patty Mahomes is legit. And we talk about the Lev Bell and Earl Thomas situation with NFL players holding out. Let's get it. Shock the system. WSEW Sports Podcast in History. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a witty thing. To, oh, I do have a witty thing. Oh, okay. It's not even so much witty to start the show. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I told everybody else in the, in the, uh, in the office earlier today. The audition process hasn't even began for the thing, guys, <laughs> for the for the homecoming variety show, and I'm already filled with an X amount of regret right now. So you can only you. imagine how I'm gonna feel once it gets close to. You are overthinking this. <laughs> how long I, have you known me and don't true. know that overthinking is is one of the many things as part of my mo? <laughs> it's what I do best. I get that. Okay, man. The young auditorium. It'll be different if it was. In, if it was the Hamilton room in the UC, maybe then I'd be a little bit st- stable. And it would be different if it was in the Barnett Theater in the CA. But Young Auditorium? What's the ha- difference? Have you been in Young Auditorium? Yeah. Compare that to the Barnett. It's significantly bigger. And I haven't picked up yeah, a I microphone guess. performance-wise, you know, like in front of a actual living, breathing human being who I can actually see, in six years. That's fair too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I guess I don't know. So even, I I think you're gonna do fine. And I, I don't I, think you should be nervous. I see. I hope I'm gonna do fine, but I know some people on the radio station. Oh yeah, he's gonna kill. He's gonna do do this, and I'm gonna be like, you guys are putting way too much pressure on somebody who already is applying the world's pressure on right. himself. So <laughs> like, no pressure at all to try to bring home first or anything in this. But thanks, guys. <laughs> but no, I'm. See, see now. I, it's also I just don't know if I want to go because I fi- we figured out how the how the voting thing, voting process works, right? Yeah. Um, or like how, how what the judges will like score you on rather is what I should say. And so now I'm debating if I just want to go straight three thousand and five, or do I want to go three thousand and five sweatpants? You know, do a mix up. But I think, but I th- but you and John Gagner are saying Gambino's Gambino, and people are gonna rock with Gambino. Yeah. Which I sincerely hope you guys are right. I'm yeah, fully confident that that's the case. But we, um, we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, I'm very interested. But <laughs> try being me. <laughs> I, uh, let's get let's dig right in because I am so freaking pumped about what happened yesterday, Connor. <laughs> oh, I know you are. <laughs> oh my God, the Brewers won the NL Central. Let's. Freaking go! <laughs> Don't blow out your voice. I'm now. gonna blow out my voice. <laughs> this is my sh- second show right in a row, and I can already feel it going. <laughs> I apologize if a I sound like shit, and b if this is a short episode because I'm very sick in my voice. I didn't have a voice this morning. 
tea. I woke up and I was like, well, we're not recording. <laughs> tea and honey. <laughs> tea and honey is what I can say. Tea and honey. I don't have money for that kind of shit. <laughs> really? You don't have money for that? I mean, I probably could find money for it. Mm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the Brewers beat the Cubs in the tiebreaker game, uh, three to one. And in a million years, I, okay, let me tell you, Connor. Yeah, I'm listening. Opening day, mm-hmm. you were, at, you were at the game. Yeah. After the game, when you got back, opening yeah. day for the Brewers, I should say. Yeah. When you got back mm-hmm. and I looked you in the eye and I told you the NL Central would come down to a game 163. And Orlando Arcia would be the difference in that game. What would you say to me? You would say, shut up, Kyle. Get off of Orlando's dick. <laughs> no, that's what kids would say that's to you. That's what kids and Zach would say. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I would probably have just laughed and, and just would have just probably said bullshit. Honest, and would have been like, eh, I could see them making the wild. I would have probably said I could see them making the wild card, but division would be nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would not have seen that. At all, but I, but I mean, he was. But it was. Orlando Arcia went four for four, four. for four, which but what? <laughs> uh, and he scored two runs. Yelich brought in brought him in on the first run, and uh, I think Braun hit him in in the second one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they won three to. Th- the other run was scored by Scope or something like that. I don't know, but they won. I I cannot I still can't believe it. <laughs> you're, I, in, you're in shock. I'm right in now. shock. I'm also trying to multitask at the same time. <laughs> but I'm in shock because I mean like a month ago when September started, the Brewers were kind of like, okay, there's a chance at the Cubs, mm-hmm. but the Cubs are going to have to lose a lot and we're yeah. going to have to win a lot yeah. and it's going it's going to be tough. Right, and the probability of that was kind of slim. I think the n- probability of the Cubs winning the Central was like 85%. Yeah. And, and at that point, you know, as a realistic Brewers fan, specifically as a Wisconsin sports fan, I was just like, okay, just shoot for the wild card at this point. Like, still, obviously, we're still going for the division, but shoot for the wild card. Like, play for the wild card at this point. Right. And if you play yourself into division contention. The Brewers great. went 20-7 and seven in September slash October. And, Twen- it's, and it's funny because I thought that they were going to collapse after the All-Star break. When I saw that happen, I was like, oh, here we go. Here it is. is. This is the Brewers team that I've known the last four years since I came to school here. But what did I say? What did you say? I said if the Brewers get a starting pitcher, we're winning the NL Central. It may have taken us till late August. It honestly took took them way longer. But we got a starting pitcher who started five times for us (laughs) in the regular season in Gio Gonzalez. And... You know what? I'll take it as a mental victory for myself. I was gonna say both of us were kind. Both of us were like harping on them to get a pitch, and it took them forever and a day. Because but they I got them. Technically called that. <laughs> you technically did. You so, technically did. Pat myself on the back oh there. God. Get out of the microphone. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I. This was great, and they were talking about so the the ESPN guys. First of all, we're talking about Christian Yelich's MVP. Which obviously, they should. They were. Pardon my French, but they were sucking Javi's dick. Like, he made a simple-ass tag at second base, and they were like, this is why this guy's an MVP. He makes it look so simple. It's because it fucking was. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I love Javi Baez as a baseball player. He's really good. But they were just making way too big of a deal out of stuff he was doing. The dude struck out twice with runners on base. You can't tell me that that dude is a legitimate MVP candidate after that. It just wasn't clutch. And... 
Yelich didn't. Yelich went three for four and with an RBI. He missed the triple crown by an RBI and a home run. Yeah. If he would have just hit a home run. I feel like I would have been able to hear just 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 he heard screaming from you in general from a mile away. <sighs> it's okay. Yeah, no, I I mean, he's still going to be MVP. I was going to say. If he he's not be. I think the entire league, I think every fan base outside of Chicago would be like, "What the hell?" Is I might not like? watch baseball ever again if he's not MVP. Drastic, but I can understand. <laughs> no, he will be. I'm I'm very confident in the fact that he will be. Uh he he just has too too good of numbers lately. And the Brewers themselves had really good numbers, so I saw a couple stats during the game. That just really impressed me. The Brewers were twenty and se- well, nineteen and seven before that game, uh, in the month of September. Best in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. No, actually, these are NL. These were National League uh, standing. Best in the National League. Average was, I believe, a two thirty four or two forty three, something like that. Co- collective average as a uh, pitching standpoint. Right. Allowed average from a pitching or no ERA, ERA it was. Sorry, I'm all over the place right now. Collective ERA from our pitching staff was 3.4. Mm-hmm. Or two. Th- <laughs> I need to slow down. Words. Collective ERA. Yes. 2.34. There we go. I believe is what it was. It was somewhere around two, 2.3 something. Okay. That was first in the National League in the month of September. Uh, Runs per game. Don't remember what the actual number was. I think it was around six or seven. Maybe it was like 6.5, something like that. Uh, tied for second in the NL. And then the stat that really got me was that the Brewers were – well, there's two more stats, one about the Brewers team and one about Christian Yelich. The Brewers were second in the national er, – second in Major League Baseball, I think this one was, behind the Diamondbacks for defensive runs allowed, as in – or defensive runs stopped. It's something like that, like where runs – like, if, if someone's on second and a guy hits one up the middle and you stop it in the middle, like, that's a defensive run stopped because that run from second would have scored if it goes in the outfield. That type of thing. We ranked second in allowed. Like, we allowed the second least, which that really impressed me. I didn't think we were that good of a defensive team. I like I didn't know either. I, I, I still stand by the fact that Travis Shaw is very underrated defensively. Orlando Arce is one of the best gloves Period. Oh, they were talking about him during the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. They said that everything he does in the field, his glove and his arm is just magical. Everyone's just waiting for the bat. I'm telling you guys, if he plays a full season, he's going to get a gold glove. You think so? I don't care if Javi's at shortstop. He's going to get a gold glove, Arcia is. All right. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here. Or- Orlando Arcia will get a gold glove eventually. Jonathan Scope, they were talking him up defensively. Yep. Because, especially compares- comparably to... Uh, Travis Shaw, who had just moved to second base like two months ago. But Scope has always been at second base. He Apparently, he's really good. And I think Jesus Aguilar, if Anthony Rizzo wasn't in the same league as us, I think Jesus makes a push for the gold glove, too. At first base. Yeah. And then our outfield. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt's up there, too, yeah. But I, I still th- I think Aguilar is like up there with, with Goldschmidt and little behind Rizzo. Rizzo's just fantastic. Uh, but our, our defense, or our outfield, too. Lorenzo Kane, if he doesn't win a gold glove, that's going to be an on, outrage. Honestly. That's going to be just an, an absolute outrage. I can't think of another center fielder that deserves it as much as Kane. Uh, Yelich is no scrub in the in defensively. He no. actually has b- better defensive stats as a uh, than Javi, which you it's hard to compare outfielders. Infielders, right. but I mean, the stats don't lie. I get what you mean. Um, 
And then you have, I mean, Ryan Braun, he's not the same, but he's still, he, he's had a couple of great catches, and he, it's not like he's messed up a lot. Like, no. he, he's not one to mess up. Uh, and then you have guys on the bench like Keon Broxton. Eric Thames is not an outfielder, so I'm not going to count I was going to say, don't. He looked, out, he looked bad when he was out that there. That was but very even Domingo Santana, Even Domingo Santana, who's known for his bat, is no scrub in the outfield. He doesn't have the quickness, but he's got the he's got the awareness and the you know he reacts to the ball really well. Our defense is really good, apparently, and Manny Pena has no scrub behind the plate. No. Uh, do we know now? I'm honestly <laughs> asking. Do we know why? And I don't know if this has like been posted anywhere, but do we know why he's been he he went a little bit more uh, Eric Kratz heavy in September? No idea. I've been asking myself that question. I really don't know why. I and I. I'm gonna. I need to start looking into this because I've been asking this because like, it it really was like Pena only played a handful of times in September. He played. Was, he played in the game that I went to on Sunday, and okay. every other game that I went to so far. He might have also played on Friday when I went. Every game that I think I've been to so far, since since this semester started, I think Kratz has always been behind the plate. We did. Oh no, that me and Kyle went Players Weekend. I don't know if he started that game, but he pinch hit. But okay. I, yeah, I, I don't know why Pena hasn't been playing. It's a question that I'm going to look into because I'm very interested. I personally think Pena is just a better catcher. He, I feel it because he's younger. I feel like he's got. A, I, I know he has a better arm. Kratz has a good arm, not as good as Pena, and I. It's got to be offensive stats. I, I can't tell. Maybe Pena went cold and Kratz got hot, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why he. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I think Pena's just better overall, but maybe it was something like that. But, yeah, the fact that we th- – this is what made this season so special for the Brewers, and we're not done, folks, by the way. We're the one seed in the National League. We ain't done yet. What made this so special was we got to celebrate our first playoff berth in, what was it, just seven, seven years. years. We got to celebrate in St. Louis – and then we got to celebrate the division for the first time in seven years in Chicago. We got to celebrate in our two in our two division our most hated divisional rivals. We got to celebrate in their home fields. Oh my goodness! I think that's that's pretty good. That's pretty great. <laughs> Made me feel real good. I know it did. <laughs> Made me feel real good. I uh, know it did. <laughs> especially the Chicago one, like oh that one. Especially that one. I still remember this tweet, and it's resurfaced now. But in the begin or in the off season when the Brewers got Kane and Yelich on the same day, mm-hmm. there was a Cubs fan that tweeted, "It's cute that Brewers th- Brewers fans think that just because you got Kane and Yelich means uh, that's going to slow down the Cubs from winning the division." <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I, I really want to go see the replies on this tweet now. Oh, people have brought it. Someone literally retweeted it and goes, that, "This this tweet didn't age well." <laughs> Has has that guy since tweeted anything? I hope so. I'll, I'll have to, You'll have to find this. I, like think, I, re, I think I retweeted Did it. Did you retweet so. it? Okay, yeah. I'm going to go find it and it see. It might be a while. I retweet a lot. But, yeah, I, I thought that was fantastic. Uh, yeah, the Brewers put it together. The, the Musakis trade was fantastic. The Scope trade, I still question, but I think it's going to work out in the long run. And it helped. He was very productive in September. Uh, and Travis Shaw being so flexible was fantastic. Aguilar slowed down, but Christian Yelich picked it up. Christian Yelich was just an absolute. Oh, here's that interesting stat on Christian Yelich that they said. With two outs and runners on scoring position, when Christian Yelich is up to bat, his average is, what what was it? I think it was 453. I think it was a 450, 456, something like that, something in the 450s. 
a batting average with two outs and runners on. That is ridiculous. Like, that's just an incredible stat. The man is, and that led Major League in that stat. The man was just incredible, especially in, in September. He hit more home runs in, like, the second half of this season than I think he did, I think, more than his career high or something like that beforehand. Christian Yelich just played fantastic. Did you find it? I found his tweet. And then that, that's his whole that's, – that's all he got. He posted after the game was congratulations to the Brewers fair and square in National League Central. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, no, so the other great thing about Christian Yelich, this, this was another stat that came out. So if you're a good hitter, you're going to hit the ball on the barrel more more, more times out than not. Uh, so a good way to look at that is how many times you've broken a bat over the season. Mm-hmm. Travis Shaw, who is a really good hitter, Travis Shaw had broken a bat 72 times, 70 times, Throughout this season, Christian Yelich only broke six bats all season. In 163 games, he broke six bats. That's how many times he hit barrel. He hit the barrel of the bat to the ball. That's just incredible. Christian Yelich is just fantastic. I love that we have him for five more years. I can't wait. I can't wait for Thursday. First of all, tomorrow we got the first game uh, winner of the wild card game, which is tonight as of the time we're recording this. So we don't know who we're playing yet, mm-hmm. but uh, I can't wait for the divisional series. I just can't wait for these playoffs in general. It's going to be so fun. Uh, so speaking of the other playoffs, the other tiebreaker, the other game 162 was the Dodgers versus the Rockies. And the Dodgers ended up winning that. I believe it was five to two or five to three. I don't know, something like that. They were up 5-0, and then the Rockies tried to come back late but could not. And, yeah, the Dodgers win the NL West. <coughs> what? <coughs> Twitter is a marvelous place. Oh, my goodness. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Ariana Grande tweeted, I love you so much, and then someone retweeted re- and said, yeah, Christian Yelich does literally anything, all of Wisconsin. I love you so oh much. That's God. true. Um, that's literally, that's the definition of our Here We Go Yelich Twitter page. If he does anything, we tweet, Here You Go Yelich. Breathes in. Oh, oh my God. Um, but, yeah, Dodgers looked really good, as they should. They're probably one of the most talented talented teams in baseball. <laughs> Breaking your microphone over there. What are you doing? Put it back on. <laughs> um, the Dodgers are probably one of the most talented teams in the NL. Um, I'm going to leave this audio in. I want people to know the struggle that you're going through right now. <laughs> This is so stupid. <laughs> this is so unbelievably stupid. Well, now you could try to put. There you go. Oh my god. While goodness. Connor tries to fix that, I'll just keep talking. About my, this. this is how my life has been going. This sounds about right. Um, uh, please continue. Yeah, I, like I've been saying, the Dodgers are one of the most talented teams in the National League. Yes, they should be this good. Uh, so I'm glad that they won. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm confident. Ooh. Yikes. Nice. That's gonna be that's gonna be great audio. That's gonna be beautiful. Um, 
I want the Rockies. <laughs> I want the Rockies to beat the Cubs, so that should be interesting tonight. But the, prob- the probability of that happening, though, I I'm just saying, man, they got some home run hitters. If Lester, they do. If Lester h- hangs a couple pitches, they do. But I think even though both teams are like dead exhausted, the team that's going to be obviously more exhausted the Cubs, are, are, are the Rockies. They're coming out from the West. Yeah, but the have you looked at the Cubs' schedule lately? Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna pretty sure the Rockies have had something have have a have had a schedule that that's eerily similar. Have they not? The last Cubs off day <laughs> was. Oh, that's gonna make beautiful audio. Hell yeah! The last Cubs off day. Jesus, they had one off day. Okay, their last off day was August, or was September twentieth. Their last off day before that, August twentieth. When were the Rockies? I'll look at the Rockies. Please do. But that's two. That's one off day, all of September. <laughs> and now they 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 had just the Cubs, just had series against the White Sox. Yep. Where they lost one game. Mm-hmm. Then they lost the series to Pittsburgh. All split. It was a four game series, so they split that. And then they, and then they played St. Louis. And then they had to play Milwaukee in a game one sixty three. Now they have to play Chicago in a wild card game. And if they win that, they get one day off, and then they have to go into the NLDS against us. <laughs> the Cubs are just ridiculous. Like, they have no rest right now. And I don't that, – that can't be good, especially for a team who's been in the playoffs the past two years. There's got to be some fatigue there. The, like, there just has to be. Let me look at Colorado. I got Colorado up right now. So they were in the same situation. They obviously – had to play a game 163 and then lost, so now they have to play tonight at 7 o'clock. They had two games off, the 20th and the 6th. And then before that, they had the 29th. So they, not as bad, but they're, you know, also a little, I don't know. We The Brewers got fortunate. We had a very, not very, we had a pretty relaxed schedule in September. Right. We had a, we had every Thursday off in September. Sure, sure um, seemed like it. Yeah. No, we legitimately did. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I The Cubs are going to be banged up. They have Lester on the mound tonight. I honestly think if Lester, if he's if he leaves a couple hanging pitches, the, the Rockies are going to make him pay. The Rockies are going to hit some home runs. And, yeah, literally no Thursday in September. Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm very excited. I'm also happy. I, I was cheering for the Dodgers. As much as I wanted the Rockies to win the division for the first time, I, I wanted the Dodgers to win because now they're over and they have to face Atlanta, and I think Atlanta could probably beat them. I would rather face Atlanta than the Dodgers, but I at, at this point, I'll take the Brewers against anyone. They are honestly the hottest team right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. They're the one of the hottest teams of baseball. Uh I would have to give that maybe to the Red Sox, but other than that, I think the Brewers are definitely the hottest player. We have the best player in baseball right now mm-hmm. in Christian Yelich. So I don't know. I'm interested to see the wild card game tonight. Uh, both or no, just the one. Yeah, no. Oh no, the ALs tomorrow. So both wild card games. Uh, I yeah, I'm really interested. I actually don't mind who wins. Like personally, honestly, I'd rather not see the Cubs. I can tell you right. I can tell you right now, honestly, wholeheartedly, I don't want them to see the Cubs. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, right now this team can re- legitimately be anyone. But right. 
the Cubs have been here exactly before. I'd I mean, rather they're, see the they're, Rockies. They're, ch- they're World Series champs. If I'm being 100 percent honest, I'd rather see the Rockies. I think everyone would. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna be cheering for Colorado tonight, and I'll be cheering for New York tomorrow because I'm a they're they're my AL team. I'm a Yankees fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I'm so ready for October baseball. I need to pick. So I need to pick an, an AL team. It's, I'm, it's probably going to be Houston again. I'll yeah, I'm, Houston. I'm usually for Houston. I went Houston when, last year. when the Yankees drop. I'll go for Houston too because Correa's Correa's just so good. I'm gonna say Correa and Altuve are two of my faves. So and Verlander's my favorite pitcher too. And I haven't had an AL team to root for to like legitimately root for in the playoffs since 2008. Which was the which was which also had to be settled in a game one sixty three. Oh, interesting! A game one sixty three that I was in attendance for. <laughs> I cried, in my, like like death gripping my dad yeah. and, and my and my mom and everything, just bawling my eyes out. Seventh grade me. I'm just no saying. Shame. The last couple times, I shouldn't even say that. The last, however many times that the Brewers have made the playoffs, like what three times in our freaking history. The Cardinals always knock us out. You got this from that from that fake Craig Council account, didn't you? I might have. Because I saw that, too. I was just like, oh, damn, he's right. <laughs> like, the Cardinals like, are always the like, ones oh, that damn. knock us out. <laughs> Cardinals are the Cardinals are I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I, I'm very excited. Can you imagine if that's actually what ends up happening? They, they go far as for this just because the just goddamn because the Cardinals, Cardinals yeah. aren't in the playoffs. You have no idea how ecstatic I was when the Cardinals got eliminated from the playoffs. I feel like that was you and every Cubs, you and every Brewers and Cubs fan ever. Yeah, <laughs> I was so excited. I hate the Cardinals with a passion. All right, that's enough baseball. I want to talk about Monday Night Football and my boy Patty Mahomes. He's a Mahomie. Dude went left-handed. He did. <laughs> For anyone who didn't see this, threw a left-handed pass on a third-down conversion late in the game. Dude was incredible. Let a late game comeback. Touchdown to win the game. Has no one jumped on the I'm a Mahomie t-shirt yet? I feel like I could profit off of this. I feel like I'm going to tweet Pat McAfee and this this is how he gets to notice me. Give him a t-shirt idea. McAfee, notice me. Anyway. uh, Yeah. You are are something else. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes is legit. We did say this would be the test. This we was the test for th- me. This would be the test. If he can outplay the Von Miller defense, yeah. I think he's a legit threat. Was this in Denver? This was in Denver. In Denver, in in the atmosphere, in Colorado. Yep. At mile high and he against went, that defense. And he went in there and won. Dude's legit. Just I, like just like that. I yeah. Just at least, like that. At least for this season. Okay. Like, obviously, there's always Dak Prescott. He hasn't been the same since his rookie year. And, you know, Deshaun had really good year last year. He hasn't picked it up yet this year. doesn't help when he's always on his, on his I, back. But you know what I mean? No, like, I, I get exactly what I, you mean. He's going to be legit the rest of this year. Next year, teams might prepare for him more, even later in this season. But I, I was going to say, could, by week eight, we're going to probably see a production slowdown. There's no there's way. There's going to be a production there's, slowdown? There's no way a team, all, all teams that they put on the schedule aren't going to figure him out. But Someone's at the same time, I, I still think he keep it'll it'll slow down, but he's still gonna win. Oh, he'll win, but where he's not gonna This was the first time. I mean I mean we obviously expected this from the Denver defense, right? Like we knew if there was gonna be any defense that would slow him down or keep him in check, it was gonna be Denver. And they did, for the most part, until he led until he led the game winning drive. Right. But 
I think for now on, what we saw in the Denver game is probably what we're going to end up seeing now because there's no way, especially after Denver kind of laid out the blueprint on how to keep them in check, there's no way other teams are going to be like, huh, all right, whatever. Well, I can tell and you. He, and then he goes, and then he goes, just erupts on other teams. Whatever no night, way. whatever week that he plays Thursday night, he's going to go off. You think so? Because that team, the team he's playing isn't going to have enough time to respond maybe but, there, but there's him. been enough people unless listen, it's like new england or there's something. been enough teams that have played them where they, the blueprint is set where they can prepare for them for him but on a I, short week it's hard to prepare for anyone true that's for ve- this offense that, that's very true i mean yeah. just for that offense in general but i don't i don't think we're gonna, for one touchdown i don't we're gonna i don't think we're gonna see him just go bonkers on people again we might get no. one or two more games but teams are gonna figure him out by week eight yeah so he's gonna have so he's gonna have to beat these defenses that's going to be the test going forward. The test is can he can he show that he can win without without putting up these ungodly video game numbers. You know how we always talk about awareness? Yeah. One sack. Yeah. No yards. That's awareness. <laughs> now that's awareness. <laughs> um, 304 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Uh That's awareness. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Case Keenum, no touchdowns, one interception. Kareem Hunt went off for 121 yards and a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes also had a rushing touchdown. Uh, I can't. I love it. I I will say I'm a little pissed off because I was playing someone in fantasy this week that had Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, so that late touchdown kind of hurt a little. But I don't even care because it was awesome. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I love this Chiefs team. They're so fun to watch. Whoa. Hello, ad. ESPN in there. Ads. I I love this Kansas City Chiefs team. I I've fallen in love with them. I I love Kareem Hunt I, because I have a soft spot for the University of Toledo. I I don't I think I've can, mentioned can I, it. Can I ask why? Can I, I have I mentioned this on the podcast? I don't think you ever have, my, at least to me. My dad's college roommate yeah. is the head basketball coach at Toledo. Shut up. Yeah. Your dad's college roommate yeah. is the head coach. Of the, of the University of Toledo, the D one College of University of Toledo. Get out yeah. of here! And where, I, where do you go? To, where'd your dad go to school? Uh, UMD, Duluth. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got to. We visited him one day. I got a tour of the college. Basically, I got to mm-hmm. see all of their facilities, which look amazing. Just absolutely it. incredible. They have a private gym for their basketball players, and they have to sign in with their card that only they have access. And plus, then they get the coaches get to see when players mm-hmm. are playing and how much they play and all that stuff. Uh, but the University of Toledo facilities are just fantastic. They look like pro facilities. That's awesome. Uh, they're incredible. So I, I have a soft spot for Toledo. And so when I when I saw uh, that Kareem Hunt came out of Toledo, I you know I wanted to follow him for a while too. So I like him. Travis Kelsey, I think, is an underrated tight end. Tyreek Hill's just so fun to watch. Andy Reid's really. F- Fun to watch. He's just a good head coach. Yeah, I really honestly. like this Chiefs team. I and I'm fully behind them. <clears throat> I that should say what should really tell you that is that I picked them to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers two weeks ago. <laughs> honestly, I normally don't pick against Pittsburgh. Uh, so oh, <laughs> okay. So you remember how I said that this week was going to be Patrick Mahomes' real test against this defense? Yeah. I lied. Uh-oh. Next week's going to be the real test. Who do they get? I'm really upset about this, actually. Who do they get? Patrick Mahomes versus Saxonville. R. 
VIP. What do I do? Connor. You know what to do. I'm not going to tell you. You know what to do. You know damn well what to do. I have to cheer for mortals. I have to cheer for the boat. I can't be a Mahomes fan next week. The boat. I'm not a Mahomie next week. I'm officially, it is officially week five. I'm officially not a Mahomie right now. I can't be. <laughs> this look, dude is a bust. Look, He's not going to be good the rest of the season. Look what look what I've started, everybody. I'm going to stay claim to it. I created the phrase Mahomie. No, you know what? I can still be a, I can still be a Mahomie. It's going to be 55 to 54. Bortles is going to win. Put Madden down. <laughs> Put the game away, okay? All right. All right. Like... Put the sl- put put the game put the game setting sliders o- off of rookie. It's on arcade. I was gonna say you take it off of arcade. Put the sliders back to normal. Put the game at least a pro, the game difficulty, and let's come back to reality here. Oh, I'm so upset that that matchup is happening. You wanna know why I'm upset? Who am I gonna pick? Oh my god. You wanna know what I'm upset about in the football world? What? In in the Hawk Talk, we have two tight ends. One's on a bye week. One's hurt. Yikes. Yeah, I have Tyler Eifert in a couple of my leagues. I need to go drop him. Yeah, man, that's unfortunate. But yeah, I have uh, Trey Burton bye week, Evan Ingram out. Yikes! <laughs> Gotta go pick someone up. Yeah, who do I drop? <laughs> Evan Ingram. I don't think anyone's gonna pick him up. Watch, watch. I'm gonna you watch. say that, and then you're gonna pick him up just to be. A dick. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> just to be a dick um, and be like, screw it. I have Greg Zerline, who's hurt too. I do have great. Speaking of injuries. Oh, boy. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. I think we talked about this a little bit on Monday's episode, but Earl Thomas broke his leg for the second time in his career now. I don't know if it's the same leg or Same leg. It is the same leg? Same leg. That's unfortunate. Uh, But as he was being carted off the field, he looked over to his sideline, the Seattle sideline, and uh, told them that they're number one and flipped them the bird. Good news is for Earl Thomas, they say that the leg will be completely healed by the Super Bowl, which means that he will be good to that, which means he'll be completely healthy come OTAs and come next year. Yeah, when he signs to a new team. Yeah, so he was gonna he's gonna be healthy by the time by the time it happens. Yeah, that's good because it I, wasn't because it was it was just a clean break, no ligament damage or anything. That's good. I, I I'm really happy about that. But this is this is just all fuel to the fire about hold holdouts and paying people and. All this stuff, and you know who this uh, who this benefited the most? Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, who's projected, who or who claims he's going to come back in week seven. He yes, or that bye week. He announced that he will be coming back week seven for the Steelers, and he expects to play with the. He 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 does not expect to trade, and he expects to play with the Steelers going forward in his career. And I expect to win the lottery anytime I play it, but that don't happen. I am fully behind this, A, because I'm a Steelers fan, and B, because I'm a Le'Veon Bell fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am fully behind this. I And I, I'm really excited because I'm trying to find this quote. Oh, yeah, so uh, during this uh, Earl Thomas story, Bobby Wagner put out a quote, and it says, uh, it says, quote, if he doesn't come, then he's not a team player. If he does come and gets hurt, then he shouldn't have came. If I was him... I'd be pissed off too. Uh, and then ESPN posted that on Instagram. <laughs> and the top comment on that Instagram post was from the Instagram page Le'Veon Bell. 
Yes, the official Le'Veon Bell page. And it says, quote, SMH, exactly, dot, dot, dot. Get right, bro, bro, at Earl, Earl Thomas. And then he said, I'll continue to be the, air quotes, bad guy for all of us. I love this. I love this a lot because Le'Veon knows exactly what's happening right now. This was... I mean, obviously, it sucks that Earl Thomas got hurt. Oh, it's horrible. Horrible, horrible. But this is really good for Le'Veon. Like, now his point is proven, and that's why he announced that he's coming back. I guarantee you he did not plan on doing this, but now that that happened, he's like, you know what? My point is proven. You guys should have paid him, and now you guys look like assholes for not paying him and, <laughs> and making him play without paying him. And because now I, I'm pretty sure Earl Thomas gets deducted some of his pay. I think some of that contract gets voided. I think so. Because think, he's hurt. I think he's losing money. Yeah. And so that sucks And he, because he wanted to get paid. And now Le'Veon's you know, out there saying, hey, this is why I'm not playing because I need to get guaranteed money before I go out there and put my body on the line for this team. You guys need to show me some respect. And his point is 100% proven. Uh, as much as I – and I, I know at the beginning of this podcast, like when I say beginning of the podcast, I mean episode – I think it was episode one of my podcast – I went on a freaking rant about players holding out and everything. How much of your mind has changed since then? A lot. <laughs> Honestly, like my and my the points that I made in my rant still stand true. Players are players are overpaid, so they shouldn't be asking for as much money as they are. They should be they should be asking for more, but not tens on millions and millions like they should be asking for a couple thousand more or maybe a couple million more like two or three million more. I think, but i think that i think it depends on who the player is well yeah absolutely but uh, what i'm saying is a you can live on a couple million dollars easily statistics say if you make two thousand or if you have two million dollars in your bank account by like age 50 you can live comfortably for the rest of your life on two million i suppose so like if you're making over two million a year, you should be fine. But the other point of my the other point in my argument from the first episode was me saying, if I'm a, if I'm an NFL quarterback specifically or a running back or something like that, I'm gonna take a lot of money because I think I deserve it. But I'm not gonna take a max freaking contract because I want my team to have money to spend on other players to put good players around me, build a good team, and go win a championship. I think that is very noble what you're saying. However, why isn't that the mindset of more people though? You mean, you, you, okay, let me put it this way. You mean to tell me that, especially in this game, is like if you're a skilled position player, like a running back, for instance, where you know your shelf life is. Yeah, running is, backs is, are a little different. Yeah, yes. the shelf life is cut yes. short. And don't even get me started on the quarterback position or wide receiver position, but let's stick with running back here uh, for the sake of the Le'Veon Bell argument. Yes. You know the shelf life. You know how running backs tend to become hot potato after the age of 30. Yes. You know you are a bona fide star, if not the best at your position in the league at that time and have been for a while. It is hard for anyone, anyone to look at that amount of money and then then say to themselves, eh, I won't take all of it. I can see what you're saying. No. I can see what you're saying. If they're offered a good amount, take it. Yeah. Don't ask for more. Why not? Because you, I, I would want to win. I'm I'm a competitive guy, and I'm not even yeah. in a pro sport. Yeah. 
that's not to say that these guys aren't competitive. Right. So like, but why that, don't but you they're want also a looking at you. because their career. Because if you think about it, their career could end at literally in one snap. I know. Yeah, yeah. That's why I do say like, for, the, like my mind has changed a little. Like for younger guys like Lev Bell who hasn't gotten his payday yet, I get it. Like, I, especially now with the Earl Thomas thing. Like for Earl Thomas, I'm, honestly, I'm all about people going out and and, and getting the money. You for know, Earl Thomas though, he's late in his career. He has a Super Bowl. Why? If you know he could get one more big payday, go get that payday. Right. So I mean, I, so that's that's where I'm. At. I'm just it's like, a, I, it's all situational. That's why I do say like my mind has changed a lot because like I do I do now feel for God. I hate saying this, but I do feel for athletes. I say that thinking they get paid way too much, but mm-hmm. at the same time they can only play for a certain amount of time, and they're only getting paid so much because they bring in so much revenue because of their job right and i do defend that against people you know when people people say oh teachers are more are more valuable in today's society yes i know that but they don't you know they don't bring in billions of dollars of revenue if they did they'd be paying they'd get paid the same amount too so like i get it but this whole Levion and this whole earl thomas thing has really changed my mind on all this uh i i I do feel for running backs specifically because yes, their shelf life. Unless you're Frank Gore and you can play till eighty six, you your shelf life is a lot shorter for a running back. So you do need to get paid. Mm-hmm. So I get that. And putting yourself on the line when you're not getting paid is very risky, as as we've seen with Earl Thomas. Right. So I, yeah, my mind has changed on that a lot. Uh, and I'm, it's it's a hard subject. It's it's really hard, especially because I've never been in the shoes. I was gonna say, in all, I was gonna say, in all honesty, like you were just about to touch on it. It's one of these situations that no one will ever, ever know unless they're in that unless they're in that room at right. the negotiating table, whether it's as the player, the agent, or the member of that front office. Right. But for the rest of us, in com- but for the rest of us, for the rest of us in general, yeah. who might not get that opportunity. Even for a six, even for a six-digit contract and everything, it's just a topic that is always going to be one of those you have to be put in the other person's shoes or deal. Right. Because I mean, on your end, like on your end, you said that your your mind before the Earl Thomas injury and everything changed and everything, but a lot of your a lot of your core yeah. beliefs from that rant apply. For me, I'm all I'm all about. If you know you can get that money, and maybe, and if you have the, if you have a little bit of leverage to get more, use that leverage because you don't know when your playing career is over, right. and you, and it's not about being like filthy, stinking rich, even though that's kind of like it's a, it's about a livelihood thing. I also, and I mean, yeah, they can statistically have that money. You know, statistics show that with two, two mil, three mil, four mil, and everything. Hell, I'll be fine with one mil, but if you can get more and really improve your quality of life for not right. only you but your but your family. I'm all about getting the money. I'm also a big advocate for sports life insurance as far as specifically in college, like D1, D2 college. Oh, yeah. But um, we all know but the NCAA. Also, we all, also into pro sports. We all know the NCAA ain't going to do that. Well, no, it, exactly. <laughs> and it sucks because I've seen so many D1 players who have potential to go to the NBA, the NFL, MLB, anything like that, and all of a sudden they get a career-ending injury. Kevin Way. He played after that. Overseas. No, he played. I mean, college. Well, yeah. I don't think he was going to NBA anyway. He might have been. In, he might have been. In the G but League. like, oh, I can't think of the dude's name. But I saw a documentary on a dude who was one of the top. Uh, like a, I think he was a top five scout coming into college basketball. 
He was going to be fantastic. And then, like, the first game of his college career, he, like, tore something or broke his leg. And he was never – he couldn't play anymore. That was never the same. He literally couldn't play basketball anymore. And something like that sucks because now he loses his scholarship. He probably can't afford to go to that college anymore. And then he has to go to a be- the worst co- – like, that sucks. There needs to be something where he keeps a scholarship – and he can still go to that school, or he gets some sort of benefits from the NCAA, Mm -hmm. because God knows they have the money for it, to help him go to a different school or the same school. There needs to be something. And for pro sports, if someone breaks their, like, the Bears receiver, Knox. Oh, when when his neck got broken, basically? Yeah. And his career was never the same. Was he on the Bucs, or was he still in college? That dude, that dude that got paralyzed, like, Five or six years ago, I think he, he. Are you talking about football or basketball? Football. Oh, the the Rutgers guy. Yeah, the, the Rutgers guy. Yeah, Eric Legrand. There it is. He like him. Something like that. There needs to be some sort of sports life insurance for pro and D one and maybe even D two type of thing. I'm not disagreeing with you, but we all know the NCAA is crooked well, as hell. They, I think if you have that, then you take away some of that, like secure the bag type of thing. Kind. You of. take some of it. Like kind you take away of. this this problem, Earl Probably. Thomas. I don't think Earl Thomas would be so upset if that kind of system was set in if place. If there was a, if there was something in his con, if there was a yeah. clause on his just a mere clause in the contract where yeah. he gets something for medical bills and you know shit like that, you know. Right. And I don't think Le'Veon would be so adamant about this if that wasn't a thing too. Right. Especially at the running back position. Yeah. But I, then I also still think it comes down to they just like they want to. Not so much the injury thing. It's like if you have if you can have the ability to get more money to improve your quality of life, they are chasing that sucker. They are going for it, and I'm all and I again I'm all for it because I'm right. I'm an ad- advocate of if you if you feel like you're you're deserving of that money, go get your paper, go get the bag. But I yeah again it's just one of these things where it's so tough. It's so tough to really understand unless you're physically in that position one way or the other. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was I about to say? Oh, Le'Veon has won this like fight with the Steelers in almost every way. Yeah, because uh, Todd Gurley got paid, mm-hmm. so it proves that running backs can get paid that money. Earl Thomas getting hurt proves that he shouldn't have played. Mm-hmm. All this kind, of, they have won. James Conner, even after that first really good game for James Conner. The Steelers rank in the bottom half of the NFL in rushing yards. So they need him. Honestly. Like, Lev Bell has won this. So, like, good for him. I, As much as Steelers fans hate it, I can't. I'm a big Steelers fan. And I've seen Steelers fans say, ah, fuck Le'Veon. He can go somewhere else. We make the talent. The talent doesn't make us, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, Pittsburgh, let's. All right. <laughs> it it's very it's very it's very easy and funny to watch a fan pace turn on one of their beloved the moment they do something where it's looking out for for the betterment of their no, careers. No, I saw a poll on Twitter. Yeah. If you're a Steelers fan, yeah. The the moment that Le'Veon walks out of that tunnel in a Steelers uniform, do you cheer, boo, or are you indifferent? Oof. You know what I voted? Cuz it said it literally said Steelers fans only. So I was like, okay, I can vote. <laughs> even, I, even though I guarantee I said cheer. You said cheer? Dude's trying to secure the bag. Yeah. He didn't want to get injured because yeah. he wasn't paid. Correct. I, I cheer for him because he's back. One of your best players on your team is back, and he's going to make your team better. Cheer him. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Javi Baez just keeps adding to the list of reasons why I can't stand his ass. What did he do? 
All right. You, oh, did you did you get the notification on Bleacher Report? Oh, we called. <laughs> Kyle can hear us right now. Um, yeah, absolutely. I I don't know. Like, okay, so like, back to my question: What would you do? What What would I do yeah. if I was a Steelers fan? You're in the You're in the stands. Correct. You see Lev Bell come out in yeah. the Steelers uniform for the first time of the season. Cheer me boo. personally. Yeah. Oh, I'm cheering the hell out of him. Because of every, because like say, I, I say would, it was, I would be the world's biggest hypocrite if I said everything I just said on the show and then I go ahead and boo him. Okay, let, well, since you're not a Pittsburgh fan, let's turn it like this way: if it was Roquan Smith doing this, if it was Roquan Smith, and he, he oh, that's part come, of the reason why he didn't sign his contract right, before. No, exactly. No, money wise, and because he was afraid with that new rule that exactly. was put in place that it would rob him of his paycheck. So, do you if he if he held out till week seven, would you? Would you? And then he came out week seven. You see him in the Bears uniform for the first time. I don't. At that point, I would. I'm not sure because I mean, with Raquan Smith, he had so. Much, you knew you were getting a. I know that we were getting a quality rookie, a oh, very okay. quality rookie, but it's just the fact that he's doing all this and he right. hasn't hadn't played a snap okay. in the NFL. Okay. Now, That's for, now, if Raquan Smith does this three, four years from now, and he turns right. out to be the league's best linebacker, right? Like he's like Luke Keekley in the right. Like yeah. he is without a shadow of a doubt the league's best linebacker, and he does this. And he holds out till like what week six or seven? I'm fine, partially because I know the Bears' defense will still be fine, and other part because again I would be the world's biggest hypocrite if I'm saying all of this now, right? And then I go ahead and boo the guy out the building, right? There would have to be a specific circumstance as to why I'm booing the hell out of him. Yeah, absolutely. All right, <clears throat> my voice is going. <laughs> That's all the time we have today. Stay tuned for Friday when we got bops only. How the hell are we gonna do that? Are we at the concert? Oh, yeah, we're doing that. No, we're recording early, remember? When are we doing that? Probably tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, as in Wednesday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, stay tuned for Friday when we do. <laughs> I completely forgot about Bob's that. Bob's only. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to do that because that was a really fun segment, and I enjoyed that. Uh, stay tuned for that, and we're going to preview week four, and we're going to talk about uh, the baseball playoffs. Connor, check us out. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I just figured out that my faith that I could make my FIFA team look Damn good by the time I go back to my room, and I'm happy. Anyways, uh, first round KO, find us on I on the podcast app on iTunes, also on SoundCloud, where we are basically chiefly based, located, and Stitcher as well. On Twitter, follow the podcast at FRKO Podcast, at FRKO Podcast, words are hard. Uh, follow Kyle at Olsen2K18, follow myself at Moore underscore seven, and follow the unofficial yet official fan page of the uh, soon-to-be hopeful National League MVP, Christian Yelich, at Here We Go Yelich. Link's in the description. In the next episode, football picks come early. Well, early for me, because I'll be at a concert in, right. in, a, in a couple of days. And more music, which gives me an excuse to run through my, uh, my ever-eclectic music taste of a play playlist again. Spoiler alert, there's going to be a church of song on there. There's going to be a church of song when, I, when we come in and talk about it next. On the next time, we shock the system since day one At the finish line, go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots, that's extended mag. I don't mean to brag, you smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function, I'm a tennis stag. Stone cold bachelor, acid rapping chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance with you. You see me as a challenge to manage it into